2: of the news of this weekend <laughs> that we can get off our own our new 603 here so let me hear how you doing did you
3: say something to me
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we're having a little bit of uh, audio issues so so what's going on out there? Can hear. So what's going on on the scene? Must be just as far from I'm on with with blog coffee. So anyway, how you do over there, bud?
3: Oh, good. It's it's like I said before. Before we got on the air, it's been very hot last uh, couple days. Uh, very cool in the morning, hot in the afternoon. That's why people are getting sick. But other than that, it's it's going very very well. Uh, I am still having a hard time with the fact that I now have a daughter-in-law.
2: Wait, <laughs> what's going on there, Mom?
3: You know, my son, my oldest son that you met when, when he was 16 uh, in 011, right? got married on Friday at a courthouse in, by uh, Los Angeles International Airport. And oh, they have yeah, this well, down do because that? we were in and out in 15 minutes, literally. <laughs> and that was one Yeah. <laughs> that's pictures. all
1: it takes. Yeah, that's that's all all I say, it was you know, very short. By
2: the power of city, sweet, like the man. state of California, I now pronounce you man and wife. Yeah, how cool is that? How cool is that? That was actually
3: very cool. They, they, the, the, it was a, a lady lady magistrate or judge or whatever she's called. And uh, she basically started out with the vows and and went from, now I pronounce you man and wife, you may kiss the bride, and that was it. It was literally about eight-minute ceremony. Wow, not, how
1: cool is
3: that? What, it was very cool, but because it wasn't one of these ceremonies where, you know, they start out with all oh, marriages and the sanctity of that, and it goes on for an hour. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Romilio O'Hierry writes in and says, Bob, like me, is getting old. LOL.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank are- you for reminding me. I really appreciate that. <laughs> But my, but that's my wife and kids' jobs. They remind me every day how old I'm getting because now I'm, I've got a two-year-old granddaughter, uh, and, and a cute my one son's that. married, and a very cute one of that. But my my wife is fighting this thing about getting old every day because uh-huh. I'm nine months older than she is. Uh huh. But for nine months, I'm an old man. <laughs> She's a young woman until she becomes my age.
2: So basically, she she she's calling you, you know, because I I remember being around you guys, sometimes she calls you dad. So she goes from calling you dad, the old man, until she catches up with you. (laughs) Is that right?
3: That's right. No, Well, no, you know, as parents, there is a thing with parents, and my parents did it. They will call each other mom and dad. And We've done that since the kids were born.
4: Uh-huh.
3: Uh huh. She just and I, you know I just can't mention to her that, that she there are certain things that husbands don't dare say to their wives.
1: <laughs> like one, yeah. like
3: aren't aren't you gaining weight? <laughs> and yeah, you're no, getting no. older. Those are two <laughs> big things.
2: Yeah, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Russ, you will give Russ the Ebert. eye roll. Yeah, you get the eye roll, and yeah, don't. Russ Ebert writes in and, and the says, right cross. Age. Yeah, right. <laughs> I roll at a right cross. Russ Ebert says, "True story. Age really creeps up with children." Now, what is uh, what is uh, the name of Brandon's beautiful bride?
3: Ashley. Well, now it's deal. It used to be them but uh, Ashley, they spent their honeymoon uh, just a couple days in a villa in Carpentaria. Uh, we had the granddaughter for yesterday, and then the other grandparents took her, and then the other grandparent takes her today. Uh, and then nice. they're all going to Disneyland tomorrow.
2: Nice. How cool is that? And what a, let me, look at family, folks put a picture here. Look at that. Ashley and your beautiful granddaughter look up at daddy like that. How cool is that? Beautiful.
3: <laughs> I know. You can tell she really loves her father.
2: Yeah. Look at that. Oh, my goodness. How cute. Very cute. So cute. familiar <laughs> right? in and goes, Mine calls me daddy or pappy. So we've got we got more people that just came on the air with us. So let me go ahead and give a shout out to, to those people. Uh we've got uh Adam Johnson Adam Johnson is watching it. And uh we've, we've got uh, the Archie Bagging, John Josh Horn, um, and and it's honor Grandmaster Adela Ken is watching it. right. Watching, that Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyhow, so let's get some likes for for Bob getting married. Ashley, look at that picture. Let's get some likes. Let's get some likes for Bob.
1: That's cool. So,
2: what does uh, do. oh my God. your grandmother What uh, does, uh, does uh, you know how like <clears throat> kids have? Have uh, cute little pet names for the and stuff. Are you just grandpa or are you like that? Are you, you what, what is what does she what does she call you?
1: Well,
3: you know what, and this is funny. And this is, that was actually a really good question because you know most of them are Papa or something like that. But we couldn't go with Papa because that's what she called Brandon. Now she's getting more into the daddy phase, and she's gonna start calling me Papa. Hopefully. But I looked at her, and she still doesn't talk a whole lot quite yet. She forms words, and so a couple weeks ago, I said, and my my, my wife had a field day with this. I looked at her and said, "Oh, what? What? Well, what are you going to call me? Are you going to call me Papa, or are you just going to look at me and call me old man?"
1: She looks <laughs> at me and calls me old man. No way. <laughs> My <laughs> wife,
3: I thought she'd spot she didn't want to like bust out laughing. But she went
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my God. Awesome. So three year old folks went, Oh man <laughs> I'm <laughs> like,
3: not fair
2: <laughs> Not fair we have it comes uh we've got mummy mama- <laughs> yes. How true is that? <laughs> Everyone's laughing at the story of your grandfather. Oh,
3: kid and being Mr. McGetty, Michael Baumgarten, which he's uh, been on the show prior. And let's see, I'm trying to figure out. We've got most of the people that I just announced have been on the show
2: previously. With our feed, our feed is some weird. It's thinking. (coughs) Oh, there it goes. Okay. The feed was thinking. I don't know why. Um, all right, I'm looking at, I'm trying to spend my, <laughs> while I'm doing that, John Lupo writes, in response to um, your granddaughter telling you, old man, he writes, sounds like somebody's going to spend some some of her time massaging grandpa's feet on her next visit. Dude, she's two years old. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, for <clears throat> today. One of my buddies from Demanda, Maddie Elvin, uh, is having a birthday. Uh, one of my cousins, my cousin's kid. What does that make them? Flower in Buido. I don't remember if that's really her name, but anyway. Uh, oh, wait a minute, Blond. Nope, that, that's, just a, that's just a picture of her kid. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> And also, today, my friend from High School, Mary Tea Gardens, and uh, my friend from up in Vancouver, BC, <clears throat> Geraldine Garcia, um, is all about today. All right, upcoming day tomorrow the 23rd. Who do we have here? Do we got? I don't have anybody, so never mind. And pretty much Claudia Lopez and Renee Posa on the 24th, and and Moe Wiley also, right? Well, we've also got Kate Cree and Roberto Gertingo. On the 25th, we've got Momi Casanova, or Lemi. I know her as Momi. And who else we have? That's it for that day. On the 26th, we've got Michael Rielmo from uh, Americana Jiu-Jitsu in Yucca Valley. And of mine, Yolanda Laurie. Um, You said golf, right? And uh Car Karin Uh Karn, the producer and the director for um Oh my goodness, I forgot the name of the movie, but it's an independent movie that um that I look on. Uh and uh great person to work with. Just awesome. On Friday the twenty seventh, Grandmaster Chuck Cañete is having a birthday. And oh. And PJ Gigi of uh, Metropolitan, he, well, he used to be with Metropolitan Gymnastics. I don't remember if he still is. Uh, and Ryan Burt, Uh and Josh Brown. On the 26th, Uh, uh Fields is having a birthday. And Marquis Allen also having a birthday. Andrew Long, Brian Evans, and Laura Gunley-Kelly, they're all, they're all having birthdays. So for everyone having a birthday April 20th for the week of April 22nd through the 28th this is for you I wanna wanna wish you a happy
1: birthday I wanna wanna in the island way You'll be jamming all night To the light of day Your birthday birthday is your day to shine Another year and you'll be looking fine So have a no worries Don't you hesitate It's time
2: to party, party time,
1: time to celebrate Yeah
2: All right Great birthday, Kevin party too hard. We've got Eric Dutra joining us in the the world out there. We've also got world Lennon watching. I was watching Tony Tony Collins a little bit ago. He said, just pop in say hi. We don't have math mask tomorrow, so I'm helping them sit and relax with you back. Welcome back. Um, Elsa here. Amelia says, hey, Angel. All right. Let's move on. I think it's time for health news. I can't find my health news finger. No, it's, <laughs> uh, it. uh, Wait, it's
3: it announcements. Uh, uh,
2: Announcements. Thank you. Announcements. Yes. Yes. We will start with Bob. We're going to be pushing this event until it happens. We're going to just keep doing it. Yes,
3: absolutely. There's actually a couple of events that I want to announce. One is uh, going to happen next month. It is the premiere of Paying Mr. McGetty here in North Hollywood, California. So, in my LA people, come on down. The tickets are $13 apiece. piece, has to be bought. Prior to the event, it's going to be on Wednesday, May 16th. Now, they have 82 more tickets to sell for this event to happen. They have until the 9th to sell all the tickets. It's going to happen at the LaMille Theater, NoHo7, 5240 Lancashire Boulevard, North Hollywood, California, 91601. And you'll want to go to tugg.com forward slash events forward slash paying hyphen, Mr., hyphen, McGetty, hyphen, I-D-A-U. Or else the easier way is to go to Tug.com and search for, their, for, for the event paying Mr. McGetty. Uh, it's a good movie. I forget where my wife and I saw it the first time, but it was local.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, the second event, and we're going to, like Rusty said, we're going to push it until it happens, is Dragon Fest. Dragon Fest is going to take place on August 25th and 6th, 2018 at the Pickwick Gardens, located at 1001 Riverside Drive, Burbank, California, 91506. Now, a couple different things have happened uh, with Dragon Fest. This year, all children for Dragon Fest on the 25th are free. We've gotten enough grants and sponsorships where everybody seventeen and under is free. Everybody eighteen and over, it's a thirty dollars fee to get in. And now the event happening on Sunday the twenty sixth is strictly for adults, and it's going to be seminar day. You can take up to oh I I forget how many seminars I think they're going to have like fifteen, mm-hmm. like three an hour for five hours.
1: Wow! Uh, you're
3: gonna have Don Wilson, uh, Benedict Jeter, Keyes. It's gonna be amazing. Now, Dragon Fest, we're gonna have Michael Jai White, uh, Matthew Moy from Two Broke Girls, uh, demos like you would believe, cultural dances, etc. It's gonna be an amazing day. Booths, uh, you know, Keel Instruments will be there, uh, mm-hmm. which Nick Papadakis, we're gonna be there. Uh, it's a much larger facility than last year, and the parking is free. That was the thing we had a fit about last year, is we had to pay $16 a day to park. Right. Uh, and parking's free, huge lot. Uh, lots of hotels in the area. They're all going to be giving good rates. We've got the Holiday Inn, Spring Hill Suites, Hilton Gardens, uh, Ramada Inn, Holiday Inn. Marriott, uh, etc. Nice. All those are going to be given great deals. So it's going to be a blast. We've got people coming in like Janie larkin Miser coming in from Kentucky. Uh, hey. I, I'm trying to talk uh, Sifu Lee in to, to coming down from Seattle and maybe doing a, a Wushu demo.
2: That would be cool. Which
3: would be really awesome. Yeah. So it's going to be a great time. Come one, come all.
2: Come one, one
3: come of his days, One of these days, Tony,
2: you're gonna have to make it down for it too. We got Donald on watching, and Bobby Edmonds, my Paris, a Filipino martial arts brother. Uh, Dan Russo is uh, watching, and he writes: Would you all consider opening a dojo in Springfield, Montana? Wait, Missouri. Wait, oh, is that Mo is that Missouri?
3: That's Missouri.
2: Okay. So what's Montana? Is that MT?
3: M- okay. MT. yes.
2: Yeah. So he writes, would you all consider running a dojo in Springfield, Monta- uh, Montana, Missouri? You know, I don't know. I don't
3: know. I know. Tell me when the weather gets better.
2: I know. <laughs> We'd be, Bob and I would be more than happy to come down to cover an event if anyone wants to bring us down.
1: <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> During the summer down, or spring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll come down for sometime. And that reminds me. I'm just kind of putting it out there. I'm, I'm finally opening up my schedule. Lydia might be uh, teaching at Bakersfield down uh, down there in your state, Bob. In sometime in July. Where? Um, um, I don't know Bakersfield. I don't know where in Bakersfield. All I know is is that you know people that live down there at the armpit of America I don't know, but anyway i'm opening my <laughs> i'm opening up my schedule for seminars you know all I need is an air and a clean place to stay. I do not care if it's a couch or anything like that and uh, i'm willing to to uh teach incorporate Tai Chi into your current curriculum um I'm not gonna change your curriculum just to you know add to it give you something um, give you something else to add to it uh, Filipino martial arts double whip knife throwing Whatever, whatever you guys want to anyway. um, And Bobby says, uh, Springfield, Missouri, that's like the center in the US. (laughs) So, there you go. (laughs) All right, so one other event that's happening here pretty soon, in fact, next Saturday here in Seattle is World Tai Chi Day. Well, actually, it's not just because it's World Tai Chi Day. Now, let me explain a little bit about World Tai Chi Day. Tai Chi Day is um, usually held in conjunction with the healing day. And uh, Dr. Bill Douglas founded this process uh, of promoting the benefits of uh, internal practice of Tai Chi and and Qigong. Meditation, but uh, since it's in conjunction with World Healing it also um, promotes the benefit of uh, healing mobility, no matter what it is, whether it's uh, energy medicine like, uh, like or Quantum touch or anything like that. Um, so, it promotes the, uh, the benefits of uh, treatments like massage because fungus massage therapy is considered a real. It is, folks. For me, it is. Um, but the World She Day is celebrated all around the world. And uh, it started, I forget about how many years, ever since it started, I've held an event in Seattle. And uh, this weekend, 28th Saturday, it's a lot different. I'm going to be holding a free event um, at the Seattle Dynamics in on that. Let's go to health news. Okay, so I think you might have already, not already, but I'm gonna go ahead. say it's about that E. coli uh, warning that's tied to romaine lettuce, and um, it's being expanded to include all types of romaine from a region in southwestern Arizona the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And that was announced technically on the 20th, that was uh, just this past Friday. This announcement means that consumers should avoid eating not just stock romaine version, as the CDC previously advised, but also whole heads and hearts of romaine, according to the CDC. The warning was spurred by an outbreak, E. coli, that is now sickened to 53 people in six of these, children have been hospitalized and, and have developed a serious condition called the hemolytic uremic syndrome, which is basically a type of kidney failure, folks. The announcement means that consumers avoid eating. Oh, I said that. Sorry. <laughs> when I don't look at the at the stud, just merely scan it. Okay, the warning was spurred by an out... Gosh, what did I do there? I just repeated it to myself. The, age, the agency has outbreak to to the romaine lettuce grown in and around the Yuma region, Arizona. Initially, the CDC said the outbreak was tied to chopped romaine lettuce, but uh, the agency has learned of several people in Alaska, Alaska of all people, of place, who fell ill after eating whole heads of romaine from Yuma, Arizona, which led the health officials to expand their warning. So far, no specific grower, supplier, distributor, or brand of romaine tied to the outbreak has been identified. Consumers who have store-bought romaine in their fridges are now being advised to throw it away. And if they aren't sure whether the lettuce romaine, they should just throw it away anyway. Consumers should also avoid buying or eating romaine lettuce for now in general, unless they can confirm that the lettuce is not from the Yuma growing region, says the CC. Well, there you go. So, care careful, folks. <laughs> be careful about that, uh, that uh, funky romaine lettuce. Well, that's too bad. You know, because uh, if I had a choice as to which lettuce I would put in, uh, in my uh, salad, it would be romaine or arugula, that kind of thing, instead of just regular iceberg. Anyway, um, let's move on to weird news, and after weird news, there's several questions going on in the uh, comments right here, and I'm going to go ahead and get to those, Um, so Dan, also, I'll get to your question here in a second, but go to weird Weird news. news. Alrighty, weird news.
3: Okay. okay. A Michigan couple had okay. a little bit of funny name for their 14th child, or actually their 14th son. Keith hmm. Tree and Jay Schwartz welcomed the birth of their son on Wednesday. Jay said they decided to name him Finley Sheboygan Schwartz. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: the name doesn't appear to have any ties with the Wisconsin City. It's inspired by a tale his father in law told them about a Native American chief who was the father of many boys. James Swartz hmm. said the chief believed his child would be a girl. When the baby was was a boy, the chief named him Sheboygan for She is a boy again. Oh, that's interesting.
2: Huh. She is a
3: boy again. She's a boy again.
2: I get it. Okay. That's interesting. That's weird.
3: Uh, There's (laughs) no chance the couple will have another child, Jay said. Though he's made similar statements before. (laughs)
1: This
3: (laughs) realistically is the end of the road as far as making babies, he said. <laughs> How many times
2: has he said that? Did he say that on number ten? <laughs> <laughs> so Bob, so Bob even writes in in response to the uh, uh, rain warning. He says, "See, this is just an, an example of Big Veg trying to control the narrative against Jim McNuggets." So there you go. <laughs> And Bobby goes, you know, that kid, that kid is going to get his ass kicked all through high school. (laughs) Yep. Oh, we we have another announcement from Russ Ebert. He says, on May 5th, Nagoya Castle will have its annual martial arts demonstration in Nagoya, Aichi uh, Aichi Prefecture, Japan. Woo! you know what? You know what? I want to go down there and, and see that. I also want to go to the Yabusame festival. Um, yeah. So anyway, Bobby goes. There's no chance council will allow him, allow him to ever name a child again that's for sure. Marcy Clum says, "Ha, that's weird. How you doing?" says Marcy Clum is watching. Bethany Lee says, "Watching." Hi, Bethany. Tom Peoples, another one of my dulcet powers is watching. Brian Bacon just came on. Camtown just came on. Tommy Bogansky is here. How you doing, Tommy? Um, hey, Tommy. Those are the new people that have joined. Mike Blackburn just came on. How you doing, Mike? Good to see you. All right. Let's go to... I don't know where entertainment news went. I lost my entertainment news. I'm just losing everything. Yes, yes, yes. I still can't find it. Where is it? There we go. Okay, let's get it. Here we go.
3: Yeah. You know, I th- I thought the worst thing that American Idol did was take okay. that year break by saying they're going to cancel
1: uh-huh. and then come back. Right. Oh.
3: <laughs> so Ryan Seacrest says he loves American Idol. He makes that perfectly clear, and he doesn't seem to be sweating. The prospect of the show not returning next season. Ratings, ratings be damned, he said. So they took a year off, they came back, and the ratings sucked. They uh-huh. should have either stayed off or never went off. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> uh, we
3: got the Idol host leaving Ebaldi Restaurant in Beverly Hills Friday evening and asked if he's concerned at all about the revived singing competition struggling to attract viewers. Doesn't seem like it because he knows it's a great show. Ryan says he hopes Al returns for another season, or I'm sorry, AI returns for another season, and it should, should be noted it's still performing well for ABC compared to the same show slots in recent years. So they're not doing so hot this year because they
1: left.
2: Yeah. Huh. Hmm. All right. So what do we got here? We've got. Um... Oh, okay. That's it. As far as. Uh...
3: Okay. Okay. I got some constructive criticism going here because I'm a moron. Huh? You wrote me a note. This is what's so funny. I found this note. Now, you know how we read copy from top to bottom, right? Right. So because I'm a guy and I don't read ahead, I don't read instructions, I don't ask for directions, I barely know how to tie my shoes, Rusty (laughs) writes me a note at the very bottom of the page that asks me a question if I can help her with something that it has to do throughout the entire show. If I didn't read that and just happen to read it, I'd be
1: screwed. I, was, I almost forgot about that, dude. <laughs> I know. Now, if it was at the
3: top of it, or if she would have texted me, I would have seen it. Well, it's at the bottom because you put a picture that appeared on Facebook this week at the bottom of our notes. That's the ring. I saw it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Well, now you can help me.
5: (laughs) Now I can help.
2: Now you can help. (laughs) All right. Russ Ebert says American Indian Warrior is much better anyway.
3: (laughs) I like that one too, Russ. Absolutely. Right, right, right.
2: All right, let's do this. Let's. Um, why don't we go ahead and uh, take a short. Break. When we come back, we are gonna start the Q and A over here at the dojo, and we're gonna be asking you guys some questions. So don't go, long, folks. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> Lower
0: your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today.
1: Packers, Vikings We come from different places Uptown, downtown We come to different conclusions Half empty, half full But when we live united We make a real difference
3: in the building blocks of life Children succeed in school Families gain financial stability The health of our neighbors improves And suddenly so do our communities Real change won't happen without you
0: Live Live United United.
3: So give, advocate, volunteer Live United
0: Sign up today at liveunited.org Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council Greetings and welcome to the world's first and only Martial Arts History Museum. My name is Michael Matsuda. I'm founder and president of the museum. Designed as an educational facility, the museum is a fun place for young people and visitors to experience art, history, culture and tradition and its relationship to the martial arts. Created as a timeline, it reveals how Asian history has had a unique and positive effect on American history. In just under an hour, visitors will be able to explore the culture and tradition of China, Japan, Korea, the Philippines, Thailand, and even Hawaii. You will be impressed with our section on the history of anime and the role Walt Disney played in changing the world. In our media section, visitors will enjoy reliving their past as they examine our historical timeline of martial arts and film, TV, and print. And as a bonus, visitors will get a thrill from our props from a variety of martial arts movies including The Karate Kid, Kung Pao Movie, Revenge of the Ninja, Wendy Wu, Big Trouble in Little China, and many more. From Anime Wong to President Theodore Roosevelt to Bruce Lee to Avatar The Last Airbender and the Ninja Turtles, the martial arts has not only transformed American history, but it changed the world. The museum is a fun and exciting place to visit for the whole family. All the displays here were designed by the artists from Disney, DreamWorks, The Simpsons, and Halloween artists. If you are part of the Unified School District, head up a homeschool, Boys and Girls Club, the Boy Scouts, or even church groups. Your kids will have a fun time experiencing different cultures and Asian history. I know that there are many great museums out there for our kids to enjoy and explore. Now you can put the Martial Arts History Museum on that list of places to visit.
1: You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show. Your source for martial arts talk radio. Great. and we
2: are back, so it's just yeah Seven, 6 and My phone number has been above my head this whole time. You guys should have memorized by now. So give us a call. would love to hear from you. So, question number one What was or is the hardest part of your personal martial arts training? I'm going to repeat that question again. What was or is the hardest part of your martial arts training? So, while we're waiting, for everybody, answers to come trickling in for the phone lines to start going the hook, hint, 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 people. I'm going to start with Bob. Uh, So, Bob, what what is or was the hardest thing that uh, you've Well, at
3: the beginning, it was the physicality of it all. It was funny because today I saw a picture of a traditional older Chinese man saying, you're complaining about horse training? That, or you're <laughs> complaining about horse dance? That means somebody needs more horse dance.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, what
3: else is a teacher going to say? You're complaining about straight punching? Give me another thousand.
2: Exactly. <laughs> it, exactly. <laughs> Was that your And stuff like
3: that. I could not hear a word you said. What?
2: Was that hard part
1: of no. alert training?
3: That that was. I think at, at first that was the hardest part until I got used to it. Uh, of course, now I have a herniated disc in my back. When I I was I was training really hard. I was doing a lot of leg presses, and you know I went to my physical therapist one day and said. I don't get this. You know, I worked out so hard for so long and now I'm getting old and fat. I used to, I, I said, I used to press 600 pounds with my legs and she, this little Filipina girl looks at me and says, and why do you have a herniated disc?
2: <laughs> I'm like, crap. <laughs> exactly. Cause okay. look, you know, I, 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 you know, used to know a lot of guys that would, you know, press 600. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, and how many reps can you do? And what's the what point, right? You know what I mean? To to put that much stress on our knees and our back for one bragging right. So to now, the, these were the guys in my school, right? And these guys these guys are like, you know, 6'2", like already, and they're like, ah, the stack. And I'm like, what's the point, you guys? And keep in mind, this is a nice call. I'm like, you know, what's the point, guys? And they're like, well, I'm going me, i be a football player. And uh, so I'm like, what is this? What, now the stack, I've been conditioning at uh, like high school, 500. So I'm going like, to well, put it in the stack. And they're like, Sh-. and I'm like, I'm oh, going to do it. So I get in there, line up my ass, my heel, and I'm like, at like, what point? My legs are shorter. <laughs> You guys are knees were up sins, trying to make it happen. It, 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 well,
3: you know, it's funny you said it like that, Rusty, because, you know, I was the third highest bench press out of a class of 40. I was doing almost 300 pounds, and I was a small guy. The highest bench press had really, really, really short arms. <laughs> and literally, he was doing like three and a quarter, 350, and he had to move the bar.
2: About an inch and a half. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's sure. It's <laughs> quite easy. You can have to elbow the bench, you have to like, you know, go. Out. Now, of course, you know, you don't have to like, move the, move the, uh, the bar like three inches off the, off the, uh, off the bench. You're not even using the pack. So, yeah. but you know, in the case of... oh, the, I'm not uh, saying it
3: wasn't way difficult way. for him because. You're you're right, you have to lift it off the rack, you have but then when he, he'd bounce it off his massive chest, he was a big guy, and uh-huh. it would literally bounce back up and he'd say, I'm done <laughs> <laughs> It was still difficult, but not like somebody normal size that would have to bring this bar down, you know, a foot and a full foot and a half, you know, two feet yeah. and push it all the <laughs> way back up.
2: That's hard. my pop right out of my chest. Yeah, that's hard. That's
1: hard. Yeah. yeah, right? But
2: no, was that how you did you your disc? It, or you like know, that. they can say anything
3: they want. I've got one leg shorter than the other. I maybe worked out too hard with too much weight. And
1: oh, now look at me, I'm broke.
2: Yeah, but you know, our back, things. My, uh, my friend, Cheryl, she threw her back taking a piece of, the, of the, 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 the domino. She had 90 degrees of it table, cutting table, and threw it out. And threw it out. I took
1: steps. Oh, wow.
2: On, you know, our, our bodies are just weird. Not just our, back, our whole body is weird. <clears throat> like, I remember the time I took a roast I heard it was on the studio floor and it was flat. Firm. I took a step and my ankle gave out. When it gave out, it went sides on my foot, and was strange. <laughs> I was
1: like,
2: What's, going What's going on? Before we go on, um, so i also asking a couple questions that I can't really go back.
1: Uh-huh.
2: But, um, but Okay. One question before I go to work. Would you consider training or have you trained and help them open their own your name? Um, I have yet you have to do that it is so um we'll just kinda of see how it goes. <clears throat> um hey our are is captain along because hey, you sound like you're underwater and it's very hard to
3: Longs listening or watching?
2: Yeah, she's watching. She says, uh, she says that we're now.
3: Kathy, we can't blame it on you this week. The audio is still screwed up, and you're not even there.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, hey! Speaking of the which, here's Cad. She's on the she's on the other line. Hold on, you bring up her mic. <clears throat> hey. What's going on? With that? Hey. Yeah. You there?
4: Hey. hey, I'm he-
6: hey. I'm here, but you're really you're really hard to understand. Oh. Bob's fine. Mm. Mm. Well,
1: yeah, Man, well, did you Bob's-
3: Did you hear that, Rusty? Bob's fine. Remember that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Bob's right. Bob- no, Bob's right. You know, every- <laughs> okay.
6: Bob sounds fine. fine. Let's put it that way. Bob sounds fine. Oh God, you no.
3: suck.
2: Uh, no, everybody <laughs> <I don't> else <laughs> up until now has said she sounds great. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think, I think it's just, you know, this this is a conduit of how you guys are getting through to me. You guys are coming through to me through a lot of videos. And um, uh, I can put it on the frame. But uh, you guys are coming to me through Blog Talk Radio. Um, but everyone else is just catching us. All of us on tape, and apparently they're okay, <laughs> okay with it. So bear with, bear with, so, with that. I know we're, we sound bad, well,
3: but you know what's funny since Kathy called in, you sound done better to me.
2: Oh, well,
3: you're not breaking up like you were.
2: Maybe just needed should a I, Should
3: I call. try calling back? Should I hang up and no, call back? No, no, you're no, you're good. No, you 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 improved the line when you called.
6: But the problem is, I still can't understand, Rusty. Oh.
3: <laughs> oh. Oh. So now I can understand you, Rusty, and she can't.
2: Yeah. Hey, this. <laughs> let me let me call you. Let me call you from the studio board. Okay. Okay. Call me. Okay.
3: Great. Now <laughs> I won't be able to hear you, and she can't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, so let's call Kat. Um, let's here. Okay.
3: Oh, so I just found out I can't really monitor the comments because when I open up the dialogue to monitor the comments, I can't uh-huh. mute the sound. I can only oh. mute the sound if I'm looking at it on your profile.
1: Oh, right.
4: right. Hello.
1: Hello. 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 Yeah. Say that again. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, I I just didn't hear you. Oh, I said hear us. What was that? <laughs> no,
6: you're back to underwater. <sighs>
2: Let's just see how it goes.
6: I, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs>
2: and and um, Bobby, he says, Katie sounds like she's in Germany. I only hear her say she's in Germany.
1: What's
2: going on? No, she's
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh,
6: well, maybe I'm just not supposed to be on this time.
2: No, well, no. Where the hell am I? Weird. Oh, with that Blog Talk Radio? No. Let's try it again. Like oh, Bob didn't hear me for half. Hear right. what
3: was was it better, Cat, when you called in? What, did she sound better?
6: Uh, it's not the same, actually.
1: what well, was it? I, I really—it's uh, so—it's so diff- very
6: difficult to understand her.
3: Really? Oh, bummer! Oh, wow. You Want me to call back?
2: Yeah. Let's do that. What do
3: you think, Rusty?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Sometimes it's just okay. sometimes it's just the thing, just the uh. A uh, line time. So let's try it again. Okay, I'll call back. Okay, cool. We got Rick Collette watching. Uh, Bodman I Don't know what that means in German. <laughs> I don't know. He Meng is watching. Stephanie Zimmerman is watching. And it's great that that we sound okay on these live. It just sucks that people here. So, um, I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna do some weird stuff on my mic here. I, just, okay, I got the mic up now. Am I better? No, hon, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> you still sound like well, underwater. hold on. You can still hear Bob. So let me get a change mic here real quick. So hold on. Hold okay, on. all right. We're going to change. Wait. Um, where's my other headset? Hold on. Don't go away. Um, John Lupo said, damn it, I was rubbing muscle cream on my ankle when accidentally my eye burns like a Sorry, baby.
1: <laughs> Sorry. All right.
2: All right, so we need the, we need the force to call in to see,
1: to see what's
2: uh, going on. So the hardest thing, the hardest thing about your martial art training. Let's go to Cat. Cat, can you hear me? Uh,
6: you said something about martial arts training. I don't know what you what else you said.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kat, she wants to know from your perspective what is the hardest part of your martial arts training, either current or in the past.
6: Well, I think probably the hardest part is um, doing the work outside of class, doing your quote-unquote homework, and I find that. You know, there are those who have the discipline to do it and those who don't. But I, I knew for me that if I didn't, it would just show in, in my tests or it would show in my class or it would show in my fights, <laughs> especially. Um, it was on top of everything else that I had to do, there was a crap load of homework that I had to do on my own. And that was, you know, it just took a lot of time out of my, my life. And I think sacrificing just just sacrificing everything that I love to do, everything I love to do, just so that I could do the martial arts and/or kickboxing, um, that was that was pretty hard. Worth it, absolutely worth it, but it was very difficult. I had literally no time to myself.
1: So and that's did, a good I,
3: point, Rusty, because that's that's. We have that problem with a lot of the students and ourselves, and and I think that's probably, and she's right, that's probably the hardest part of the training. You know, I was going more for the physical, but I think she's right. The discipline is probably the hardest part we have to deal with.
2: Exactly. exactly. <clears throat> Russ Ebert says, oh, discipline. Am my. am you still hear
1: me?
2: No. Barely. Damn it. Damn. I don't know what you said, so, but <laughs> I, I don't get. I I didn't. Everybody on Facebook. I think it's. You know what? I it, I'm blame it on Blog Talk Radio, because. <laughs> <it's, it's, laughs> All right. It's been like you know, this. I I, mean, I can remember. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to complain about logic radio. (laughs) Darn them. Darn them. I I can remember times when
6: when I was uh, at the end of class, when everybody went home, I had to stay and jump rope for 45 minutes by myself. So my trainer would leave. He'd lock me in the gym, and I'd be there for 45. I had to jump rope for 45 minutes. At the end of the day, before I went to bed, but I couldn't go home to do it. I had to stay in the gym and do it, and then go home. And luckily, I was only a half a mile from the gym, so I would just walk home. But it was things Why? like that, you know. I had to throw. Why? Because it would build up my calves and my cardio and my coordination, and and um, it was what I had to do, along with all the other. Uh, tasks that I had to do that none of the other fighters had to do, oddly enough, but I did. (laughs) I did. But, you know, look where it it took me. So I I can't complain. You couldn't at home.
3: Yeah, why couldn't you do it at home?
6: Uh, Because he was a control
1: freak. So, (laughs) yes. Ah. I (laughs) I, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I had to do it. (laughs) Wherever you told me,
6: I had to do it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was so many things like that. I mean, I had to do a 1,000 push-ups a day.
5: So I'd break (laughs) it up in
6: 10 sets of 100. I don't know what you said, but... And it was just... I mean, thousands and thousands of crunches and, and punches and kicks. I mean, thousands on the bag. It wasn't just a hundred here or five hundred there. It was thousands I had to do on the bag, um, especially in rounds, and I had to get a certain number in, in in the round. And you know, if someone's there counting, there's no cheating.
2: There's right. <laughs> just, just yeah. no cheating. Right. Oh my goodness. Look where it got you. Yeah. Yes, I'm very grateful. Very grateful. Yeah. Now, Edmund um, writes in and he says, The hardest part of my training changed as I got older. When I was younger, I wanted more katas, whatever the next rank When I started teaching, I realized depth the college is more important than the so I lived in Indonesia to better understand the concept of Now, I would say it's tolerating 16 year old TKD something to do. online <laughs> I
6: have no idea what you said um, hun. <clears throat> I'm
2: sorry we'll talk radio I am
6: too um,
2: Right, get out of my head Rusty. lol you said, said at enter button <laughs> did I say that talk radio at all? Right. <laughs> Jeff Jed's right in. dropping in to say hello. He's you, up the top of the top of the Jeff the the you the you Dang! There you go. Uh, I can't hear me. I blame Blog Talk Radio. Damn Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> 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 blog, blog Talk Radio. Whatever. <clears throat> anyway, so <laughs> everyone's gonna need a translate between these two. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna need someone else to join me to help translate. That's assuming you're me. So, anyway, by giving us a call, folks, 347 677 0699. That's 347 677 0699. Jamie Larkin Meister says, Holy shit, that's, that is intense training regards to Kathy's training. Um,
5: now, remember, she yeah, guys didn't know the
2: half of it. Yeah, right. There's, right. there's more training. There's a whole hell of lot more. There's a whole hell of a lot more. Um, well, remember, if you call in, uh, we will see you, Clint, if you want to talk to us here on the air, please press one, so that way you and I can see and you want to be on the line of those. Otherwise, we're just going to assume that you're watching or listening to the show. So please, press one. all
1: right. So,
2: I um, want to answer that question about the hardest or what is or what was the hardest thing in martial arts training. Um, go ahead and ramble before we give it a call. Um, let me get uh, press one. No. Nope. <clears throat> um, with that said, I'm going to answer the question. i think answering it in the, in the but for me, the uh, hard part of training wasn't necessarily the, the, the physical part. Because the, the physical part was hard. Sir Yi Hong kind know, of uh, hard. Um, okay. That's tough. You can only hear parts of me. That sucks. That sucks. He's like, um, I can't understand you. I'm going I'm going now. I can only of a word or two. Wah. Wah. That bite. Should I just call you again? Yeah. Let we try this again. Say that again. <laughs> Should I try calling you one last time to see if the, if the connection actually connects? I
6: think you're saying you want to call me. Go ahead. I'll hang up yeah. now. Yeah. Let's try okay.
2: that. <laughs> let's try it again. All right. Okay. Hang up. Here. Well, that really sucks. That the uh, radio is uh, not doing anything, but but that the uh, not not doing a thing, but the thing is really bad. But let's try it again.
6: Hi.
1: You hear me now. Ah, uh, no, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. well, um, yeah. Sorry, cat. Yeah.
6: Uh, I wish I knew what you were saying. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
2: No, it's okay. It's okay. It's uh, I blame the talk radio. You know, if we were all on Be Live, it'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Well,
6: um, I'll try. I'll try calling back in a little while and see if that helps.
2: Okay. Okay. Very okay. cool. It's time. Okay. It's time. Thanks, it's time. guys. Thanks. Yeah. So we'll, Love you we'll guys. Be, Bye. You. Bye. Okay. So we'll be here back from Cat in a little bit. I'm Just having trouble with the uh, with the uh, connection through Blog Talk Radio uh, Avenue. Now, Bobby writes in in regards to what's the hardest thing you've uh, that you've ever done, and he writes like most young men in the martial arts, I was maybe a little infatuated. This was a this was not <laughs> about the hardest. He says like most young men in martial arts, I was maybe a little infatuated with Kathy Long in the late 1980s, early 90s. I actually paid to watch her take a apart Kyoko Miyasaki like she was made of Legos. it was so awesome. I remember the abs she had. I also remember an article on Black Belt Black Belt magazine did on her, her regiment and she would and she would kick a back and it would crunch almost in half. <laughs> well,
1: you, you know,
3: know what's I funny? Would... I, I saw I saw her give one of your students a rear leg front kick and it hurt me.
2: <laughs> I know. Poor John ended up in the bathroom almost. <laughs> I, I kicked, his, kicked his ass right in the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> it was. Yeah. You know, Bobby, Bobby. I read in an article uh, somewhere. It was like a you know one of those biographical articles um, about cats. And it uh described her as kickboxing's first sex bowl. Go f <laughs> I was like, Really? <laughs> wow. And um, yeah, so there you go, cat. If you're watching buddy Bobby, paid to see our Kyoko Miyasaki. <laughs> there you go. Next time you're in town cat. Uh Bobby. Can meet cat person. There you go. <laughs> I'll hook you up. Buddy. All right. Um, okay. A. Lee Armstrong answers the question about what is the hardest thing um, to deal with that you've done in the martial arts. He says, dealing with the ignorant or non-martial artists that only knows stereotypes from movies is very difficult. So that's a hard thing for him. And, uh, um... Vermilia goes horses on top of horse stance on top of horse stance.
1: Um,
2: and uh, Joe says, my hardest moment was getting back on the mat after I recovered from a broken net. I returned and earned my showdown. That was over 16 years ago. Yes, Joe Joe told us a story when he was a guest on our show last year. And what an amazing story it was. Come back from a broken net. So we have a caller, so let's go ahead and make a call, What do you think?
3: I think so.
2: All right. So we have area code 270270 Dynamic Dojo Talk TV. Who's this? Hey, it's Janie.
4: I thought hey. I'd see if I can help your guys' phone line issue.
2: Oh, nice. Can you hear me
4: okay? Well, you're kind of like doing like this type of thing. You're,
2: cutting, you're backing out a little bit. You uh, got better. Okay. So, Kat, if you're still watching, you hear that. Everyone's getting it on blog radio. <laughs> but you know, there is a way. I think there's a way that I can fix this. So, with that said, um, hold on. Bobby Edmond says, you can um, Yeah, I too. Water kick your student into the play zone. I'll give that a miss. Thanks. No, I'm, I mean, she's getting hooked you, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby, she's not going to kick you into the play zone. You get to meet her. We get to go out for coffee. You get to go have Thai food or something. That's a miss. <laughs> yeah, the miss.
3: Yeah, the kick comes after you eat.
2: <laughs> Seriously, Bobby, no. you should you should come out and dinner with us next time. She's uh she's in town. Seriously, man. <laughs> anyway, um, right, so I think I have a way to fix this, you guys. But that means that I'm gonna I'm gonna need Bob to to yeah. kind of just run the question of what is the hardest part. Um, that, uh, that you've dealt with in martial arts, or we can go to the next question: Question, which is, should karate, as in kata and kumit, be in the Olympics? Yes or no? If so, why? If not, why not? So, <clears throat> there you go. So, what's going to what happen here is I'm going to actually sign off blog talk video and call back and see if that, that uh, Improves the uh, the the thing. <laughs> I'm trying to sign out. I don't know if I can do it. Um, but uh, let me give the let me give the mic over to Bob and uh, we can, uh, go through uh, go through those two questions real quick. I try to figure out how to get out of here and then come back in. So okay, I wasn't um, hang
3: up and call back. Okay, should. Kalate, Kumite, and Kata be in the Olympics. Uh, Yes. I think so. You don't think so? No? I do. I just heard a no.
4: No, I do think so.
3: Okay, why do you think that, Janie?
4: Because there's more to what martial arts does than just fighting. I mean, I know that... uh, We have Taekwondo in it, and to be honest, I don't like it. It looks like a really bad – it looks like a bad soccer game without the ball. And I think we need to show off the precision. (laughs) I think we need to show the precision and the uh, techniques um, and the beauty of the kata. Uh, you know, especially if you get a good team that can do precision. Uh, yeah, I think I, sh- I. I don't know if you saw it today, but I posted one with uh, three uh, karate uh, ladies doing a team kata, and they, they. After they got done with their kata, they went right into the self defense uh, stuff. I think it it shows off the art.
3: Oh, uh, that w- that would be awesome to see. And I, I think mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. And I, I do think the same thing, you know, taekwondo is a fine art. I don't think it shows the ability. I don't think it shows the technique uh, in the Olympics like it could.
4: Yeah, exactly. <clears throat>
3: is, I, now, is there any reason, do you see any downfall to it, downside? Uh,
4: no, I really don't. Um I think it would be nice not to just have karate. I think it'd be nice to have any style of martial art that has a kata or shows off their their skill level, to be honest. I mean, Yeah, whether it be
3: Korean or Japanese or Chinese or or whatever, I think you're right.
4: Absolutely. And I know that not every judge knows that style, but it's no different than going to a tournament. When I judge a tournament, I don't know that style. But if you're doing it as a team sport and if I can see that you're on target with each other and you're clean and crisp and smooth, it doesn't matter if I know the kata or not. You know? So I, I I think it should be in there, you know, and I know that hot keto doesn't have forms, but you know, who says that hot keto can't be part of it showing you how, you know, you know, in their self-defense, how they move.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's take this. Oh, hopefully I can. I don't know why. Oh, there it goes. Let's, let's take another call. We've got a call actually from my neck of the woods. Somebody's calling us on their cell phone.
2: Let oh, he me... hung up.
3: Oh, he did. Right when I was pressing his mic, he hung up.
2: Yeah. Can you guys hear me now? A little better. Nope.
3: A little better, but still broken up.
2: Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Did leave? <laughs> yeah, she left. I told her that I <laughs> this. Oh, they called back. They called back. Go ahead and hit it. I'm going to well, sign out again right back. Okay,
3: let's hit it. Area code 818. 818- Prefix 723, you are live on on Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio, Talk TV. Who's
5: this? Cecil Peoples.
3: Oh, my gosh. Sensei Cecil Peoples. How are you, sir? I
5: am doing well. This is an
3: honor you call.
5: <laughs> I've tried in the past, but, you know, you guys are always having problem with the phone and this and that, so you know you came well, over why, my uh,
3: Why should today be any different? <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to say hi, and uh,
3: oh.
5: she was ask, she was asking a question about what's the what was your hardest part about learning martial arts and. I wanted to answer her. Uh oh, what was the hardest? Feel. My hardest part <laughs> was <laughs> My hardest part in martial arts was trying to trying to beat Sensei Benio Yukita since point fighting.
3: <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people had that same problem. <laughs>
5: I know a lot of people. I I don't know if you know um when I came when I moved here from California, I mean from Alabama, and I decided to start karate. Uh I met Sensei Benny, and he was 14 at the time and I was 18. And just the way he walked, you know, he was a blue belt in karate, he was a brown belt in judo. And I asked my instructor, "Who is that guy?" because he just has something about him. He said, "Oh, that's that's Benny. He wasn't a the jet then. He was. He said, "That's Benny," and I, so he introduced me to him, and we became fast friends after that. But we fought many, many times in point fighting, and uh, I think I beat him once and lost like ten thousand times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: my gosh! <laughs> wow. So. Now, but you you grew up in the realm where there was no protective gear. Oh yeah, I mean, you came up in the '70s.
5: That that must have been rough. Oh yeah, that was the, oh it was great then. I, I remember one time when the pads first, came, when January, first came out with the pads, <clears throat> and I asked Mike Stone, uh, "Is they gonna allow the pads in his tournament?" And he goes, "Yeah, because we have to." He said, "But when you use those pads, there's no risk involved anymore, you know." You can just, you just swing in, you know. Anytime a man put gloves on, whether they're gardening gloves or snow gloves, he think he can fight. He think he can box, you know. So when the pads came out, it it just took away all the, for a long time it took away all the, the style and grace out of uh, point fighting. And then you know, like everything else, people got used to it after a while. And but uh, since Benny was. Was already on top of it when we were. Everybody else was struggling just to figure out how to throw a jab. Yeah. So, well, that was my hardest part. <laughs> yeah, and and his but his jabs
3: were like most people's right cross.
5: Well, you know the the thing was uh, he was training with uh, Bobby Chicone at the time, and we were still running around point fighting. So when full contact karate started and the WCK started, um he was all he was already ahead of everybody else. You know, uh his kicking, his punching, his jabbing, his hooks, his uppercuts, he was proficient at everything right off the bat. You know, so there you go.
3: He was just one so, of these natural born athletes, just one of these natural yeah. born
5: fighters. You know, the first time I the, the first class I saw him in, uh, he was doing what is now a jump spinning back kick, and mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I, you know, you turn completely three hundred sixty degrees, and you know and that and that I mean one hundred eighty degrees, and I, I was like, what the hell was that? And I asked my instructor <laughs> again, go, what was that thing he just did? And so remember, I'm 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 there maybe three days, and he said, he told uh, Sister Benny to do it again, and it was a jump-spinning back kick we learned later, you know, but I was just fascinated that somebody could jump up in the air and kick, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, and I was just like, oh, my God, man,
4: and not this guy is incredible. <laughs> I'm sorry? And not an easy kick to do.
5: Well, no, it was, it was at the time. <laughs> that was a yeah, wild belt, for him. <laughs> <laughs> but, but not for, not for Benny. It was you know, he he created stuff as he was going along, you know. Oh. Uh things just na- came naturally to him and and uh oh. you know, his his brother Arnold, uh they left after a, a short period when I was there and his brother Arnold opened up his own school. And but a, about a year later, I was uh, no, I I had I was a brown belt. I went to the service. I went to Vietnam. I came home, and I was a brown belt still. And since he Benny was already black belt then, and he used to come down and teach class. And uh, you know when they say leave your ego at the front door, well,
1: mm-hmm.
5: mine was left in the parking lot when I heard when I heard right. he was going to teach. <laughs> So he would come, and my I would sit right in the front of the class, so I I'll make sure I got all the things he was teaching then, you know. And uh, But, you know, he, he went out of his way. He and all the Yukita's brothers, Arnold and Ruben and, and, and Smiley, they all went out of their way to help me. Uh, why, I have no idea. Maybe because I look like <laughs> a... Uh look like I just got off the cotton patch in Alabama, <laughs> but
1: oh my <laughs> <laughs> you know,
5: I look like an Alabama hick, I guess, but I don't know why they went out of their way to help me, but they did and and we've been like brothers ever since wow wow yes yeah. did, did so, you know danny
3: uh, he he is the only man I know of that took on a whole crowd with a pin,
5: wow, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen him fist fight. I've seen his brother fist fight at a at a at a, a, a kickboxing show out here in Reseda, uh, in the valley. Uh, it was the Reseda Country Club at the time, and I saw his brother fight, and I was just like, "Holy cow, man! What 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 can't these people do?" You know, and I I, I tell you a strange thing. I was in Borders bookstore one day and uh, I saw this guy kept staring at me and and I kept saying, why is this guy staring at me? You know, and I was like, don't tell me I'm going to have to get in a fight at at the bookstore medium, Uh, get into a fight in the bookstore. And the guy kept staring at me and finally he walked over to me and, and he said, "Uh, are you Cecil people? And I said, yes, I am. And he said, you refereed my uncle's last fight. And I said, Oh my God. You, you you're Benny Yukita's nephew. And he goes, Yes. And so I'm looking at him and in his in his hand he has a book with trigonometry in it. And I'm thinking, yeah. My goodness, this guy got brains and can fight too? That is a mm-hmm. bad combination. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna calculate how he's gonna kick your butt. <laughs> yeah. How the how the hell can you have brains and fight that good, you know, how do you how did how how do a family get like that? Thank you three. How could, how could that happen, you know? How could somebody be that good? <laughs> well, anyway, that was That's uh awesome. that was my introduction to the DeKeter family. It was the hardest thing I had and I heard some people call in and say, Well, I can't – it was the discipline, and I was already disciplined, you know. Uh, It was this, it was that. No, it was trying to beat Benny Yurkidis. Couldn't happen. Only once. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Well,
3: actually, Sensei, the one I was referring to was when you were with Chuck Norris and Benny Yurkidis, and they had left, and a whole crowd riot broke out. Oh,
5: you know what? I was right in the middle of that thing. And
3: Yeah, it was a pen. That was the one I was referring to.
5: That, that was the pen, baby. That was it. Yeah, I still have that pen too. I still have it. <laughs> you know, oh people tried to get me to to put it in the museum, put it here or there. No, no, that was my pen. And I, I kept it. I still have it. Wow. And but you know what the funny thing was, everybody left Benny Akita's left, Chuck Norris left, uh, Don Nielsen, Don Wilson, uh, uh, Cincinnati Arnold. They had all left about 10 minutes before that thing started. And I was just like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> Where's all the help? Wow. Where is the help? <laughs> I mean, Everybody that had you your back was gone. <laughs> was gone out of there, you know, and... I had brought my fiance at the time to the fight with me. So she was sitting with one of my black belts. So he, uh, okay. He uh, was trying to get her outside and I'm still fighting by myself. And when he tried to come back in, everybody was trying to run out, you know, and, and the the club, instead of hiring professional security, they hired high school football players. And, you know they didn't. They were useless almost in that whole fiasco. So, yeah, that that was uh, that was a weird day. That was uh. You know, the next morning, the next morning I got up. Um. It was so many people coming at me. Good. That's why I don't carry a gun. Because if I had had a gun, I would have shot somebody that night, and then, you know, that would have been a big mess. You know, but. <laughs> the next morning, I didn't think I got hit very much, you know, and the next morning I went to get out of the bed and it felt like a, a horse had kicked me in my bed, you know, and I think somebody hit me with a chair, and the chairs were still, still chairs, the, the legs were still, and I think I got hit with one of those, and that's what, I think that's what hurt my ribs, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, and the strangest thing was I, um, I got so many phone calls and they had put it on Fred Rogan's, uh, Fred Rogan's sports. And I was getting calls from my relatives in New York. I was getting calls from people in Guatemala. I got a call from my ex-wife. Uh, I mean, I was getting calls from everybody and they were, and they were asking me, were you okay? And, and this and that. And, uh, how are you doing? And I said, I'm doing fine. you know, and, uh, I don't want that to happen again. (laughs) You know, I thought I left that in Vietnam. I didn't want to have to do it again, you know? So life goes on. Yeah, it was, that was crazy. You know, it doesn't. Wow. Where
3: where are you teaching? Are you still teaching at the house of champions?
5: I am still teaching at the HOC, the house of champions and (laughs) great place to, a great place to teach good students. Uh, Beautiful atmosphere. Uh we, I'm there I'm only there on Tuesday and Thursday. Uh but you know who's teaching there now every night is uh Peter Cunningham. Sugarfoot is, is teaching oh, nice. uh, I think um yeah, yeah, Peter's teaching. But I think he teaches the kids and then he teaches his private lessons. But uh you know, it it's great to see PD back. You know, he had both his hips replaced. So it's great to see him moving around again now you know. Uh but what a, what an instructor that guy is. So
3: Oh he he's awesome. Yeah. Now th- being that he had both hips replaced, is his how's his mobility?
5: Uh, I haven't seen him do a lot of kicking yet, you know. Uh I I think he may be a little bit concerned about it. I know I would have. I have to have both my knees replaced and I am just too chicken to get it done, you know. But
4: Having if you're gonna have he, he, complete complete knee replacement's a whole lot better than
5: yeah, what I, I had done. Yes, <laughs> I I gotta have complete knee replacement. And That's good uh, yeah, I I'm I'm not ready for that yet. You know. I I might do it sometime in my life but not right now. But P D looks good. P D looks real good. He he can walk he's walking without a limp. Uh, I don't see him kick a lot, but, you know, he's just chilling and teaching and uh, doing what he has to do, you know. I'm I'm not in a uh, hurry to find great. out if he can kick to my I'm not trying to find in a hurry to find out if he can kick to my head again, but. So. <laughs> 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 one anyways, of the guys
3: too. Me, Peter's one of the nicest guys I've ever met in the, in the martial
5: <laughs> arts. He is a a very, very nice man. Uh my kids call him Uncle Petey. Uh they he used to watch him when he was when he was they were little. So he always watched them. So they thought he was really my brother. And uh <laughs> so you know, he's big in our family. Uh, hey guys, if you're not If you're around somewhere close tomorrow morning at eleven thirty, Mark Para is having a memorial for his mother. His mother passed away, Uh, so he's having a he's having a uh, memorial for his mother tomorrow morning. Uh Uh huh. Oh. So, well, I will be be, I'll be
3: at work, but please give give me Mm -hmm. give, give him my best and my condolences is a part of family. I like
5: Mark a lot. He's a great martial artist, yes. great instructor. Yes. yes, he is. You know. Uh the one thing I, I like about Mark is he don't have a, a ego. You know what I mean? My, by that Not, I mean there's a lot of people come down and do seminars. And I know some people won't do that, you know, because you know, they they think this is, you know, I'm the end all the beat all and just, you know, I can teach you this and I can teach you that But Mark is not like that He has people come down and do seminars They have do jiu they do boxing They do street fighting He has a lot of people come down and do street fighting You know, and teach street fight techniques So, he don't have an ego At all about that stuff No, no.
3: that is so true Mark is Mark yes. is really one of those rare individuals
5: Yes, he is Yes, he is So
3: but that's why you that's why the house of champions is so great. There's you. that has no ego. There's PD. There's Jacob Bresler. Yeah. All these
5: people that yeah. are
3: just unbelievable martial artists in yeah. that
5: place. Yeah, We uh, we uh, we have a good time there, and and uh, we got everything rolling. We have a lot of good jujitsu classes. Uh, Sean Ennis teaches jujitsu there, and uh, uh, it's it's rolling. It's it's looking good there.
3: Oh, is Sean that big guy? That he was. Yep. There was a guy there named Sean. That was this huge guy.
5: Yeah, the, the African black guy.
3: Yeah, black guy.
5: Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That's Sean. That's Sean. Uh, we call him really Biggie. nice guy. Call-
1: yeah, yeah, that was
5: him. We, yeah, do we call him Biggie? He uh, he teaches there on Tuesday, maybe Friday and Saturday, but I know he's there on Tuesday night. You know, and. uh his his technique is just in, incredibly good, you know. So, yeah, we got it going oh, yeah. on That's, down there. We got we got it really going on. You guys want to work out sometime? Come on by. You know, you you'll have yeah. fun there. Yeah. So.
3: Definitely. They've got who is who is the uh, Jose Paris guy there? Uh, uh, Anthony uh, Anthony Clemens. Clemens. Yeah, Anthony Cleveland He was
5: another yeah. fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what what. Yeah, I don't know where he went. Uh, I don't I don't know. You know, it's just like I went away one time for for a MMA shows something. I came back and he was gone. So I don't know if he's still in California or he moved somewhere else or he's in another part of the state. I don't know. I will when I get down on Tuesday. I'm gonna ask Mr. Mark what happened to him. Uh, I don't, I, I take, I, that's the best I can tell you. I don't, I don't know what happened. Wow. But he, he was, uh, he was an awesome dude, man. You know? He was, he was. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a really, really awesome fighter. Uh, he, he was just, he was just a, a good man, you know? And I don't, I don't know what happened to him. I'll ask Mark, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I hadn't, uh, I hadn't thought about him in a while. So, mm. yeah. so
1: Rusty, do
3: you, so. since you're with us, do you have any questions for Sensei while he's on the line?
2: Um, No, not at the moment. Um, But Kat just called in, and uh, I think she might want to say hi to Cecil. So let me put up Kathy Long's mic here. Kathy Long. Uh, okay.
3: Oh, Kathy.
1: Oh, what a sweetheart. Okay,
2: Kat's Mike is up. Kat are you there? She's, she's so, I love you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I,
5: love, I love you too, Kathy. It's so good to hear your voice. Yay, you look every time I see you on on the on T V or or in the news uh, I mean in the magazine, you're looking great.
1: Well, so, thanks. How, how
5: how does this work? How do I get older and you don't? That's not true I get older
6: Come on No, no way I get older
5: You, you look the same as, You look the same As I did When you did When I met you In the 80s You, you
6: know God bless you uh, And yeah. I'll pay you Next week Okay <laughs>
5: Yeah, check in the mail. Yeah, Checking I want cash. I want cash. I don't want a check. <laughs> cash is king, they say. Don't worry.
1: Good.
5: All right, guys. Well, all right, guys. I guess I gotta go. But say hello to everybody, and uh, uh, I'll call again sometime when I'm when I'm when I have a okay. chance. All right. Oh, thank nice. you, sir. All we nice appreciate it. So take, take care of yourself, Cecil. Thanks for calling. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure okay, I'm going sir. to see you guys at the Dragon Fest, though. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yay. Yay. Yeah, I'll see you. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to see you down there. Yeah. So.
3: Oh, excellent.
5: We look forward all to it. All right, it. guys. Looking forward to seeing take you there. Care. Take care, sir. Okay, take care. All right. You guys have a good rest of the evening. Have a good day. You too. All right. All right. Bye bye.
2: Bye bye. Bye. And that was peaceful people. How cool is that? How cool is that? Awesome. All right. So, who do we have on the line with us? We've got me and Bob and Kat and Janie. Janie's still there. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, You know, this whole like mic thing. Okay. So, um, I, I think I figured out the, the whole echo thing. It's because, like, two two uh, things are trying to stream at the same time. And uh, I think I took care of that, but it brought the volume down really low. So now that I know, next, uh, next week's uh, uh, broadcast will be a lot better. Okay, so let's do this. I, I want to go into the next question here, okay, and let me see if I can find it. Da, 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 da. Okay, so <laughs> I want you guys, I want you guys to take a look at this photo. Let me pull this up here really quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, yeah. If cat cat you can't really see it unless you actually get on your your uh, get on your phone and look at the video, right? And, and right. even if you I'm do, you know, make, make sure make sure that you don't put on the sound because it'll echo really bad. So. I, I found this this um, photo on a friend of mine's page on Facebook. Mark McYoung. Mark the animal McYoung. So I found this, this picture. Take a look at this, you guys. <laughs> it says, I don't need knives to prove my masculinity. Only cowards carry weapons. Now, Check out how they spelled masculinity. <laughs> it's it spelled so incorrectly. It spells like mas, masculinity. <laughs> so I can't this,
4: see it yet because it hasn't popped up on my screen yet. Oh, it,
2: it will. We're like 20 seconds behind. It will in a second. It will yes. in about 10 seconds for you guys. So just wait. Just wait, Jamie and Kat. Just wait. Just wait. <laughs> Tell me when you see it. Tell okay. me when you see it. Is it there? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet? Ah, maybe it was 30 no, seconds. Kathy joined hold us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm here. Have... Yeah. Kathy's here. Okay. But hold on For a second. It will show up on your feed here, on your video. But anyway, take a look at this, folks. Take a look at this. Let's hear your comments. <laughs> I found this on Mark the Animal McYoung um, page and um, everyone started commenting on it and apparently this picture comes from a parody site so but I've met people that actually think this way so you guys Cat and Janie do you guys see the picture yet Nope. I saw the picture. Okay, so <laughs> oh, it just comes okay, okay, so I don't so, deny. So when I see the my masculinity, <laughs> okay, go ahead.
6: I am sorry, but when I see the photo, I the term metrosexual comes to mind.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> you know, yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I know exactly, yes. and look how they spelled masculinity. Yes.
4: Yes. So yeah.
2: anyway. So, you know, Mark Mark, my friend Mark goes, Well, he might not he might not need knives, but I can safely strangle him with a shamog. So, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. I mean look, <laughs> look at that. Now, like I said, this this came from a parody site because there is uh there is a quote about the uh, firearms that was um um that was posted um, about uh posted by I think it's Rollins. Let's see here guns. I'm looking it up right now um, let's see here Henry Rollins let's see I forgot what it said, but anyway, it basically it's a Henry Rollins comment that that pretty much says the same thing, that, uh, that you know, like, cowards use guns or something like that. I forgot what it, what it said. But anyway, what do you guys think about this? Granted, like I said, it's a parody. It's from a parody site. But I have met people that think this way. <laughs> Bob, what do you wow. think of this picture?
3: Well, you know, I asked, I was asked one time. By by a Hispanic I used to work with a long time ago. Why do you carry a knife? My answer mm-hmm. to him was, Why don't you?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: right. <laughs>
3: I carry mine to cut open
2: boxes. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, it's a tool first and foremost. First and foremost, yeah, right. <laughs> same with my same with my uh, same with my pen. And uh, same for my uh, for my uh, nodding tool. Let me show you guys my uh, let me show you guys my fid. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Don't go anywhere. Let me show you guys. I my want my nice na- in
4: case I have something in my nail I need to get out. I mean, <laughs> you know. <I> know,
2: right? <laughs> Let's see. Let me let me get my fid here. Where's my fid? Where is my my fids back here on, on my workbench? Let's see here. Great. Now everyone's seeing me. Rifle through my ouch, <laughs> yeah, speaking of knives <laughs> I, she, she found it
4: <laughs> speaking of razors, okay, so step on my stepma come back with a
2: nub, okay, so here let me uh let me uh that's my fid, it's to help me untie knots, mhm. <laughs> it's to help me untie knots it's, it's perfect I mean, it gets right inside the strands and stuff it's great so I don't need to carry a knife <laughs> whatever so anyway <laughs> I mean you know so I, I wrote in I wrote into this post and I wrote I carry a knife. In fact I carry several. Was I supposed to prove my masculinity? I think I missed the memo. So don't forget folks to remind me that I need to practice being a coward also. So right. Yeah. <laughs> so
6: Yes, don't forget that.
2: Yeah, I won't I won't forget. I won't forget. And and I I'll practice right along with you because
6: I'm a coward too.
2: Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah we'll, just, we'll, we'll just cower in the corner of cowards together. How's yes. that? And we'll act cowardly when, together. <laughs> and since when, and this is what gets my goat. If, I mean, granted, this is a, you know, this came from a parody site, but like I said, I have met people that thought this way. Since when did carrying a knife become a masculine thing? Well, yeah, they yeah. say with women when they carry a knife they have a fallacy
6: uh fetish or desire or jealousies oh, or what? whatever. They have yeah. a what fetish? Fallacy. Yeah. Really? Uh, fallacy yes. That's what oh, I think. It could be wrong. I don't think so. That's wonky.
4: <laughs> but you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh now so, I'm finally getting Yeah, the kinda weird. weird. I always it out every time things. I see somebody in the mall, and I've got to escort them out because they're carrying a a Bowie knife or something like that. I ask them what they're compensating for, because I just get <laughs> in my pocket and get my little Oakley, you know.
2: <laughs>
1: so your knife may be big, but mine
4: gets the job done, <laughs> right?
2: You know, I, I, I've only met a couple of people that will you know, carry a huge Bowie knife on their, on their belt. Right. You know, they've got their phone and, and they've got their big Bowie knife on the other side. And I'm thinking, you know, is, is this because you really want to carry a sword and camp? Right. <laughs> well, out here in Sorry.
4: the in the neck of the woods of the hillbillies and the rednecks, they have them all the time. <laughs> You know, yeah. here in
1: Washington,
2: we're here in Washington. We have a blade length law. I think it's, I think it's three and a half inches. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. I think. So, and buffing you know, the guy's arm
6: who had a knife,
4: so much for him using it to prove his masculinity. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the size of the knife. It's. The... <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> I'll back off a little bit.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'll rein it in. <laughs> rain, rain it in, Jeannie. Rain it in. Uh, oh man, I, I saw that. I saw that, and I thought it was just really funny. But right. with that said, um, let's go to our next question because we have about technically we have ten minutes uh, according to Blog Talk Radio, but we can we can go over because we're on Facebook Live. Um, the uh, next question is, speaking of weaponry, why train in traditional weaponry if no one carries around old-fashioned weapons anymore? We want to hear from our viewers and our listeners about that. So why why practice traditional weaponry, you know, like katana or Chinese broadsword or chain whip, rope dart? Why not? Um, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Well, I think that that can translate
6: to any weapon you put in your hand once you're familiar exactly.
2: with that. You should be able to right. put anything in your hand and use anything you need, period. Yeah, it makes you versatile. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Well, what are your thoughts on that, Bob? Well,
3: a lot of it, and they're right, it, it it can translate into any weapon. It also gives you a lot of dexterity, whether you're using a chain whip, a three-sectional staff, uh an <clears throat> screaming stick, it can, it can translate and it gives you a lot of uh, dexterity for your movements.
1: Mhm.
4: Right. Yeah, and, and why not and, train um, with anything traditional? It's cool as hell. Right. right. <laughs> if it's there, use it. Okay, let me
2: see here. Um, <laughs> I need to. Ah I'm getting I'm getting an echo on my side. Hold on a sec, you guys. Hold on. <laughs> Stop with the echo. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Stop with the echo. Okay, hold on, you guys. Ah, I just wanna see my comments. That's all. That's all. Don't know why my... Hold on a sec here. Things that I have to broadcast from just so I can make this happen. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. Let's see here. Okay. I'm looking at the comments, and I want to say a comment that uh, Bobby Bobby Edmonds uh, wrote. Bobby goes, wait, 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 wait. Are you saying you don't carry a rope dart? It's just me? What the hell is wrong with you, woman? <laughs> <laughs> okay, on Tuesdays She'll carry a rope dart I know, on Tuesdays Tuesdays, Bobby, call me and remind Tuesdays, me. yeah
6: Tuesdays. I'll remind Tuesdays. you Okay, rem- remind <laughs> I'll me I'll remind you, don't worry I'll remind yeah. you Okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> Now, in, in, in my case You know, because I do still train in traditional weaponry I still practice iaido And, uh, and stuff like that Um well, in, in Eskrima, but, you know, is Eskrima really traditional in, in, in the case where it can't be used because it's so archaic? Uh, I like training in Filipino martial arts specifically because because I can hit people with a stick and a knife, but that's me. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, like, Iaido and Iaijutsu, <clears throat> I train in it uh, for... For the historical aspect, right? Something happens, mm-hmm. something clicks in my brain when I put on the hakama and the kagi and slip the sword in my belt. I go to a different place when I practice. It's a, it's a, it's it's, it's kind of weird. It's like you know, ever since I started learning eijitsu, this was back in like the early 1990s, like late 80s, early 1990s. It felt at home to put that sword in my belt, and it didn't take me long to learn how to draw correctly and, and, um, and stuff like that, according to my sensei. And I just fell in love with the sword. So the historical aspect is something with it in that case of traditional weaponry and in, in the case of Iaijutsu also the, uh, the whole mind and weapon connection is a, uh, is a big thing for me. And just the, I guess the sense of, it's kind of weird for me to say this, but the sense of peacefulness, so to mm-hmm. speak, that I get when it's not I draw strange. the sword. Well, no,
5: there, it's not. Some other
2: people, yeah. The, I don't think it's strange, but it might not strange to some people, but a sense of peacefulness, um, knowing that, that it's, not, not necessarily knowing that it's there, but just the practice of it uh, well, it's and connecting more like
1: with the
4: weapon. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's like a meditative state. When I was when I was training, uh, I, I was, I, it, it it's like you just kind of took yourself back in time a little bit, and you just become one with the sword. Right. You know, and 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 just kind of just put yourself in a in a state of mind. Where you get a good mm-hmm. training and you know, in a sense of peace. Mhm. And I really right. need to get back to that because I really love that myself. <laughs> it's yeah, it is. You it know, is I, so much
2: fun. Mhm. Cat, now you trained in Chinese Chinese weaponry and stuff like that. What are your What are your thoughts on that?
4: Um,
6: you know, I think it it complements your thoughts as well. I I so right at home yeah I think any kind of weapon that has ever been put in my hand, I feel at home with it. I don't know why that is, but I just do um, I hear you. anything I hear. And, and even guns, you know whatever gun, yeah, hand me a gun, mm-hmm. even if i don't not familiar with it, I'll get familiar with it very quickly and mhm I, I I mean mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I made a bow and arrow set, I made a bow and arrow set and it just felt perfectly natural to me to be, you know, shooting all kinds of things and, and throwing knives and doing whatever. I mean, it just, I hadn't even been in martial arts yet, but it felt perfectly mm. natural to me.
2: Yeah. Russ Ebert writes in, and he, he's, got a great, uh, he's got a great outlook on this. He said, um, kata training is supposed to be empty. It takes a lot of knowledge to fill it. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that is pretty cool. Now, Russ also says that sword angles are the same as knife. That's true. That's true. Um, oh, mushin is that empty feeling. That's right. Um, so yeah, I I I love traditional weapons training and and uh, you know screw anyone that says that they're archaic and useless and and stuff like that. Now, on the other hand, what I would find uh, probably kind of odd would be someone walking around with a katana, you know, not going to a cosplay event. (laughs) 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 You know? It's kind of like, you know, I mean, I get it. I mean, anyway, I get it. I get that people want to just carry the weapons that they want to carry, but Yeah, and we I'm a, just gonna leave it right there. I'm just gonna leave it there.
4: <laughs> we had one of our students one time. He came, uh, he came uh, with his uh, katana that he got that he was going to use uh, in a competition, and uh-huh. he was walking down the street, and I was driving by, and I saw his sword. He had a sheath for it and he was carrying it on his uh-huh. back. I was <laughs> like. Dude, just get in the truck because um, you're just asking to get <laughs> have somebody yeah. jump you or take that thing away from you. <laughs>
2: exactly, exactly. There was, there, was this it. <laughs> there was this guy in Seattle, and Bobby probably knows who I'm talking about. There was this guy that we called Conan. He
1: mm-hmm. was this
2: big muscle-bound dude that used to walk. Uh, walk around near the uh, convention center in downtown Seattle and he had a big ass sword strapped to his back and he dressed like Conan he had like you know these leather uh, you know leather or suede pants tucked into these knee high boots and he walked around he had the body of Conan for God's sake and he walked around with his big sword and I remember having lunch um, outside near the convention center and I saw him I looked down because I was on on an upper level and I looked down and there he was and I went oh my god that's that guy that everyone's talking about the Conan guy he's big he had long hair and everything you know if I didn't know any better it was Arnold Schwarzenegger down there and Mm. I thought it was just kind of wild and nobody said anything to him no cops no nothing you know in fact you know I saw him uh more times in downtown town he'd walk right past a cop car with the cop sitting in there and you just let him go right on by (laughs) <laughs> you know
1: yes.
2: Now Bobby says Bobby Edmond says Traditional martial arts weapons Especially a diverse arsenal Such as flexible chain whip sarong, uh Rebound reflexive weapons Such as a nunchaku Three sectional staff And stiff uh, pole arms um, Blunt weapons Such as Hold on Whoa This is a long post Uh, Blunt weapons, sticks, edge weapons, knives and swords, these all enrich your understanding of several aspects at once. Spatial relationships with an opponent, the way the principles of timing and entries changes with each each weapon, skill and manipulation, uh, dexterity, the list goes on and on. Weapons training, traditional or modern, brings a higher awareness and insight to your empty hand training. We also begin to see everyday office supplies as weapons, much much to the chagrin of my coworkers. But, eh, if I have to tolerate Michelle taking the last damn cup of coffee from the break room, she can just put up with me using a Twix bar as a training knife. Uh, Sorry. Anyways, yeah, traditional weapons training is, in my opinion, integral to understanding martial arts. Bobby, I love you. <laughs> i grown a- I've known Bobby for so long. He is, he is my brother in the Filipino martial arts, and he's just a hoot. Cat, if you ever meet him, you will be splitting your sides laughing. I kid you not. This guy's funny. Yeah, yeah I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Bobby, Kathy's looking forward to meeting you. So there. Now, Stephen, Yay. our friend Spidey Morris, our friend Spidey Morris writes, you know, I've seen Cat fight on video. She needs no weapon. She is a weapon, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, all I know
4: right? is that I need to stay away from her elbows because I've seen her throw some freaking elbows, uh, right? And <laughs> from behind, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: spinning elbows, that yeah, no, thank you. That's instant. Oh my gosh, know,
4: they're like not the in My out. face would look like. Oh my God, terrible! Yeah, we're
2: talking—we're talking, we're talking like uh, plastic surgery after, you know. I mean, we've seen each we other's being elbows. We're talking plastic surgery. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so a kick, <laughs> we're talking plastic yeah. surgery. So Russ Ebert writes in and says, "Machine is also used in shooting. You aim, you breathe, you aim, squeeze empty, and settle." You know, Russ. You know. Since you're in Japan, um, when it comes to the um, projectile weapons, um, I do kudo. Um, it's been a little while since I've practiced, um, but um, that's exactly it. You breathe and you aim, or as my sensei puts it, you align. Because it's, it's all based on alignment, Kudo is. They say if your form is perfect, you can shoot blindfolded. I kid you not. <laughs> and it's true. I've done it. Blindfolded. <laughs> I don't think See, I can do it. Yeah, I'll do it. it. I haven't done it yet, you but know. I will. Oh, I'll teach you. I have I have three bows, three keto bows here. My, uh, we'll, I'm in. I'll Let's do you. it. I'll show you. But basically, you breathe, you align, you draw, and you settle. And you have to have a, a perfect alignment. Otherwise... Otherwise, mm-hmm. your 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 draw will go wonky, right? Because you draw past your ear, mm-hmm. right? And uh, the way that the bow is tillered, if you let go wrong, you hit yourself in the head because technically when you align yourself, your head is in between the bow and the string, right? So you're, <laughs> yeah.
4: Now, believe uh, me. I, I haven't shot one of those, but I know what it's like with a regular recurve. That's that, <laughs> truth.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I, you know I, I've hit myself once when I was a beginner and set my glasses flying halfway across the field. It, oh, it's, it's crazy, right? and it hurts. It's like, oh, my God. But anyway, you know, and once, once you have that state of mushin, uh, you shoot and you settle to avoid sway, and then zanshin. now that's, a, that's, another, that's another concept that many of us know, Zanshin, the continuing mind, to continue to project that sense of awareness even though the threat, quote-unquote, is over. And, uh, you know, I think that's another reason why training in traditional weapons is so important is, is, is so that way martial artists can train those skills, mushin and zanshin. Um, and uh, use that in their practice. Um, let's see here. Eric Dutra says, I cannot imagine training without weapons. Bo, Joe, Escrima, Nunchaku have all been part of my training from day one, and it would seem, seem incomplete without weapons. Bobby Edmonds bows to Kathy Long. And John Lupo says, We should come up with some Kathy Long facts. <laughs> So there are oh, God. Long and Chuck Norris <laughs> jokes. Is this going to be the thing? So come up with some facts, John. I'm waiting. <laughs>
1: <And>
2: <laughs> I can says, tell
1: yeah, him some facts. Well, you don't count, and you didn't get you. It off of Wikipedia.
2: <laughs> and he you you doesn't need Wikipedia, folks. In fact, Wikipedia is wrong, by the way. Just saying.
4: Yeah, the yeah, Wikipedia somebody, is all
6: messed up.
2: So, somebody fix that, especially her fight record. Somebody fix that. Um, so, Robbie Lee says, That's okay. I'm blind as a bat and I could probably do it. You know, you can. You know, with the kudos, shooting blindfolded. Um, you know, and Russ is listening. He's like, Yeah, line up your shoulders. Um, the weird thing about kudo is that you have to squeeze and turn the bow with the base of your thumb. So you have to turn it out, and that's what shoots the the arrow. Otherwise, you just hit yourself in the head with the string, right? Um, so you kind of squeeze the bow like this, and you have to kind of uh, you have to kind of like allow it to turn in your hand after you let go. Um, and if you let go correctly, the bowstring makes this beautiful singing noise. Kind of like that, right? And um, but you know, once you once you get that alignment, if you push your thumb, literally, if you push your thumb, and you know, I get and uh, yeah, I know it's like this in other styles of archery. But if you push your thumb around toward the target, like you're putting your thumb down the middle of the target, maybe five times out of ten, you're going to hit the bullseye, even blindfolded. Um, but you know that's it's just an incredible uh feeling to 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 have when you're training any kind of traditional weapon. It doesn't matter if it's a skrima or um, kudo or you know Eijitsu or eido or whatever. It's an incredible incredible feeling to have with that anyway. Uh, let's go with a few more comments here because we are running out of time it's 8.06pm but Blog Talk Radio has not kicked us off that's a good thing oh it, okay here we go um,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bobby you're funny Kathy Long doesn't do push-ups she pushes the earth down
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: yeah I thought that comment that was awesome
2: Kathy Long is so badass, sharks have an entire week dedicated to her.
6: Oh my God. You guys stop.
1: Shark week.
2: Cat week. <laughs>
1: Kathy, Long,
2: Kathy Long once ate an entire cake before she realized there had been a stripper in it.
6: <laughs> oh no, that's just wrong.
2: Uh, dude,
1: we're starting when to tell Chuck you the Norris- Chuck Norris
4: jokes now. <laughs> when Chuck
2: Norris goes Uh-oh. to sleep, he checks under his bed for Kathy
1: Law. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is wrong. Oh. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that one. That was cool. Oh,
2: Oh, <laughs> Kathy Long doesn't buy cheese She just glares at cows And they drop it from their udder <laughs> Where did he come up with these
1: crazy things? That's crazy Is that how
4: you get milkshakes too? Man, <laughs> yeah, I don't know
1: Body keep I'm crying. I'm crying! I'm crying! I'm crying! Oh my god! <laughs> oh! Uh. <laughs> okay, that's bad. That's just bad.
2: <laughs> I, yeah. I love the Chuck Norris one. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs>
6: I did an episode of Walker Texas Ranger with him. He was so cool.
1: <laughs>
2: it was fun working with him. That's so cool. Oh, <laughs> Heidi writes in Kathy Long is Spider Man's only weakness.
1: <laughs> oh. Aww. That's not
2: a joke. Aww. That's so cute. Oh my Aww. God, Heidi. Robbie <laughs> <Lovely laughs> he Lee says, You guys are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them coming, Bobby. Keep them coming. Oh, John Lupo writes Kathy Long has a tiger rug. It's not dead yet. It's just too afraid to
1: move. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Is it cool yet? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Have mercy. Oh my God. That hurts. That hurts. Oh. Okay. We got to oh.
6: stop. We got to stop.
1: Okay. I'm crying.
2: I'm okay. crying. <laughs> oh.
1: <Breaking. laughs>
2: okay. is watching. Uh huh. Andrew Chen is watching. Hey, my brother in law. Oh, that hurts. Oh. Breathe. <laughs> I feel like i did give a thousand sit ups. That is the hardest thing. I've done for martial arts today. (laughs) 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 A thousand sit-ups. Oh, Oh, God. Okay, Bobby, keep them coming. All right, so back to weapons. Bob, I want to know what weapons you trained in. I know you trained in uh, stick and knife and stuff like that, Uh, you know, and you did JKD. Did you do any of the uh, uh, butterfly swords or anything like that?
3: No, not from the Wing Chun side, but I did from the Okinawan Tai side. I did. I used to train the ball.
2: Nice, the king of all weapons, as Wushu players would call it. Um. <laughs> 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 oh, now everyone getting on the ball. Some people wear Superman pajamas. Superman, Superman wears Kathy Long pajamas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my God.
2: <laughs> oh
1: wait what she God. Wear pajamas <laughs> what's that I don't actually <laughs> there you go. I, I don't
6: actually
2: <laughs> now everybody knows now Spidey actually that's okay <laughs> that's okay that's <laughs> okay. okay so Spidey actually um uh uh wrote the episode because you were in a uh, you were in uh the one of those episodes and the episode is called Deep Cover.
6: So Yes, it's called Deep it, Cover.
2: So, so Kathy Long has a brand of toilet paper. It failed. It didn't take shit from anyone.
5: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my oh God, my that God. is so funny. That was
2: awesome. <laughs>
1: Where do they come up with this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Why are they doing this? See, <laughs> hey, okay.
2: Holy uh, shit, that was so Mike. funny. Oh, Mike, you to me. So, Mike, so, you know, if you guys are going to have another fight night at your tournament this year, Kathy Long has tentatively agreed to join me for fight commentary. Yay. What
1: do you think,
2: Mike? What do you think, Mike? I mean, how cool would that be? Right? John Lupo. When tax time comes around, Kathy Long just sends in blank forms and a picture of herself crouched and ready to attack. Kathy Long has never had to pay taxes ever. <laughs>
4: uh. I bet she wishes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? right. <laughs> I like
2: What? Oh, oh, God! Now, while they're, I can just see them all now. Bob and Russ, and uh, Bobby and Russ, and John are all probably scouring the internet trying to find good jokes to turn into Kathy Long jokes. But in the meantime, I am gonna talk a little bit about my (laughs) about more traditional weapons training. Uh, that I started with (laughs) in karate. I started with Bo, with the the staff, and uh, Nunchaku, and uh, I fell in love with weaponry ever since. I don't care what what weapon it is. I don't care if it comes from Russia, Africa, uh, Japan, China. I don't care. I want to learn how to use it. (laughs) That's how I feel about it. Yeah. John Lupo, these are all recycled Chuck Norris jokes. I love them. (laughs) (coughs) <laughs> <coughs> I love them They're awesome Joe Franklin's watching again Anyhow whew. <laughs> It is 8.14pm And now Do do any of you guys Have a question for Our listeners <laughs> Russ Ebert The quickest way to a man's heart is Kathy Long's fist. <laughs>
1: oh. oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is so crazy.
4: Bruce, do to finish him? him.
2: Oh, my God. Good one, Good one, Russ. So Bobby Edmonds wants to add to the weapons commentary. He writes, uh, trading a specific weapon, in. Such as, for example, the butterfly knives in Wing Chun doesn't make you an expert on how to use that weapon per se. Just how that su- that particular system uses it to truly understand a weapon, you have to use it under extremely varying conditions against other weapons. Merely using a form to understand a weapon won't cut it. No pun intended. I'll bet um, you have to test and expand your training to really understand. The weapon. Indeed. Thank you, Bobby. Because, you know, it's funny. You know, uh, it's it's kind of like how... how You know how there are people that are great at forms, but if you put something in their hands, they just all of a sudden, like, forget their form. I know we've mm-hmm. all met people like that, right? You've met people mm-hmm. like that, right. Bob, right? Where they look great at sure. the forms. They can't fight their way out of a paper bag or if you give them a knife or a, 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 a nunchaku or a bow and you say, hey, do your kata with this size. Uh, they probably already trained this side, But do this kata with a, I don't know, butterfly knife, you know? They're probably going to, you know, yeah, they're going to go, well, wait a minute, you know, this, this outward block, how do I use it that way, you know, because of, and it's, it's not so much that they're not good at kata. It's because many times people have a a fixed way of looking at how a weapon works. So, for example, knife, you can uh, your sword, you can only use the edge. So, you know, I've met a lot of a lot of, a lot of people, including my own students, I think this way. Where if I put a uh, like a staff in their hand. They only concentrate on the movement that they're familiar with in an empty hand kata. So if they have to do an inward block, they concentrate on that, but they don't concentrate on what the other hand does that mm-hmm. actually helps fuel the bow. Right. So <clears throat> a limitation in their thinking of how a weapon works, um, and it also has a has a lot to do with that.
4: You want to turn me Can't into Jerry Lewis real quick? Put a nunchuck tool in my hand. <laughs>
1: I'm all over the place. <laughs> so this
2: is gonna be this is gonna be the last joke of the night because we're gonna have to like sign off because I smell my dinner cooking on the stove. I smell my soup. Oh, I'll be right I'm, over. Come on over, I got soup. Anyway, man, I'm hungry. Well, come on over. Anyway, Russ Ebert okay. says this is the last joke of the night. Russ Ebert says. Kathy Long killed a man in an office once. Someone asked her for the hole punch. <laughs> oh my gosh. I got a punch. <laughs> anyway, it's been an <clears throat> The last part of the show is awesome now that I can hear myself, right? Um, not <laughs> echoing and stuff like that. You know, I'm you know, I I have to say to all our to all our people out there. You know, I'm really sorry about, you know, I, I got to apologize for all of the um, uh, funky, um, sorry pop-ups everywhere. <laughs> okay,
1: pop-up, <laughs> Cover, covering my music, covering my music. <laughs> so, oh there, I hit the
2: music button. <clears throat> so I must apologize for all of the uh, the sound issues and and stuff like that, you know, this, um, this is still a learning curve, and I only do this uh, once a week, this way, you know, coming, final uh, casting through Facebook Live, normally if we're just doing video, that's great, uh, everything's fine, but I really like having to take calls, I really like having people to, to talk to, you, you know, with me and Bob, and stuff like that, so, uh, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. Right? It's, it's all about, the, it's all about the time. Okay, that's another yep. one. When you ask Alexa, "What are Kathy Long's weaknesses?" to reply, we she's listening. Anyway,
1: <laughs> and now Bobby wants to talk. So I think I'm probably going to make something closer for that.
2: Uh, chicken rock uh, simmering on the stove all day, and now I'm hungry. I'm going to add the rest of the veggies to it. So anyway, everyone, have a great rest of your Sunday. Have a great week and we'll see you all next week. Oh wait, no. Yeah, we will. Yeah. I, okay. I was like Bye-bye. trying to figure out if we had anything to do. All right. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Janie. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you, John. Night, Bryce. guys. Everybody. Good night, everyone. That's it.